You're listening to the One Man Show Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the MMA Fight Picks podcast. I am your host, Aaron Weinbaum. Today, I am here with producer Gary Smith from the Corolla Digital Network. You may have heard of him from shows like The Adam Corolla Show and Ace on the House. And we are going to make some fight picks for UFC 220. Here we go. What do you say you pick? We pick the main card, and this is for UFC. Oh, man, is it 221 or 220? I am confused. 220. 220, okay. Yeah, because 221 is Rockhold and uh, now Yoel Romero, but we'll get to that one later. Yeah, um, I listen, I am I would love to pick some fights in the main card. Uh, I got to be honest, I yeah. started looking at the card yesterday after I spoke with you. I feel like I'm pretty deep in MMA these days. Okay. I think I told you, you know, off the air, or maybe maybe it was mentioned on the last uh, last podcast that I kind of got back into UFC after uh, a long hiatus around 195 or 196. Yep. Um, but since then, I've been pretty deep. I'm I'm listening to the MMA hour all the way through every single week. I'm, wow. I'm, I feel I feel like I'm in it. I'm listening to the MMA beat. I'm listening to Fighter and the Kid. I'm, list- I'm listening to a lot of stuff. I'm watching every card. I started looking down the list here. I am kind of not recognizing many names outside of the two championship fights, and I'm sort of <laughs> embarrassed about it. No, listen, I, I, this is why I said we're going to pick the main card because out of the, you're right. Out of all these names, it's it's really three or four of these fights that stand out to me, and a lot of these guys I don't know who they are except for maybe Glyson Tebow. He's been around forever, but yeah. Uh, that was one of the ones I recognized, but I, I'm not necessarily recognizing the guy who he's fighting. And that looks like it's the opening fight of the card. Um, Thomas Almeida is another one that I yep. recognize versus Rob Font, but I'm not super uh, familiar with Font. But, okay. I mean, I'm happy to go through it, and uh, I'll let you lead the way. All right. Well, we're going to pick the top four. And now this will be supplemented on a podcast. I just secured the name today, MMA Fight Picks. Now, I can't oh, believe this name, name is not taken and I sincerely hope I get that all finalized before this podcast comes out because someone's going to steal it. Probably. I can't believe it wasn't out there. And so I was thinking about naming it good sports because it supplemented off this one, but I feel like that's been done before. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so this will be also on a, you know, this will continue on the long form interview podcast as well. This will be the first one of its type on the MMA fight picks podcast, and it will be featured on MMAsucka.com as well. So, with that being said, what do you say we pick Thomas Almeida versus Rob Font? Well, as reference moments ago, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to have to go with Almeida just because I recognize him. I, but I don't – I want to be very clear that that's not necessarily the most informed pick. Yep. Um, I'm look, I've been looking at the odds. It looks like Almeida is the favorite, but mm-hmm. not by a ton. One, one seven, minus 175 versus plus 135. So I'm going to go with Almeida, but I don't have a lot of intelligence behind that. Yeah, I mean, both these guys are slugger. You know, um, Rob Font has had some bold finishes. See what I did there? And uh, <laughs> But I, I got to go with Almeida as well. Uh, he, he's a little bit more seasoned, I think. He's got more wins and losses. I think Rob Font's gone back and forth a few times. So I'm with you on uh, Thomas Almeida. I don't really have a method of victory, but I think he's going to get the nod. But like you said... Either way will not uh, surprise me. Now, I have to pick this next fight. 
I don't know who Francisco Mar Barrasso is, but I do know who Jean Violante is because he follows my Al account and he provided me with my background picture on said account. So God bless him for that. And that's one with uh, Al and the American flag in the background. Oh yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's actually a great picture. That is a great picture. It was, I believe, it was a Cerro Longo photo shoot, and a lot of those pictures have disappeared somehow. They they were all over the place, and I was trying to look for a different one, and and now they're just gone. But uh, Barrasso versus Volante. I can't imagine why uh, why Ally Quinto would want a t shirt, a picture of him with no shirt and a gold chain oh, and a jacket man. on. Uh, apparently in this photo shoot as well, he was, uh, you know, they were all dressed up in their suits and whatnot. And I, and I guess Al had flip flops on God love Al. If you're listening, Al, yeah, I love I, you, man. <laughs> I think I heard him talking about that. And by the way, what is it that he's holding there? Because that looks like the size there looks a lot closer to a blunt than a cigar. So I'm not, I'm not going to accuse anyone of anything, but what, what are we doing there, pal? Uh, uh, Usada, that was a cigar, I believe. So yeah, I, believe, I thought it was a I cigar. I didn't even think it was Golden a blunt. Snitch wants to hear that that's a cigar. Wow. No, I, I didn't even consider that. So now I got to go back and look at that. So, all right, I'm going to go back and look at that. <laughs> well, I'm working with the, I'm working with the uh, benefit of being at the office. So I've got my computer right in front of me. So oh. you referenced that I pulled it up. That's not from memory. Look at you go. That's awesome. I, uh, yeah, I, yeah, obviously I'm recording with my computer in front of me too, but I'm not so good that I can edit out the typing. So I, I try to not do that so much, but I have my, I, I have my iPad off to the side just in case I need to look something up, but not, not this time, but, uh, well, if any of the, uh, if any of the typing on my end bled through, I'm sorry, but it's, nope. uh, it's a little unavoidable in the middle of work day. I got to be able to answer stuff. So, uh, you're good. You're good. It's just kind of second nature to me, but okay. yeah, um, yeah, I think that uh, I think that when it comes to that one, I'm going to have to agree with you. I think Gian Volante is, is that how you pronounce his first name? Yes. Yeah, I, I think that that's going to be my pick. Mostly, once again, and you're going to see a pattern here until we get to the uh, the two championship fights. <laughs> that's the name I recognize, and uh, it, it appears uh, I picked before I did look, but it appears that he is also coming off as the favorite in that fight as well. Um, so I think that we might both be safe there, but, uh, you know, listen, we've seen all kinds of crazy shit happen I, in the past year, and there's no end in sight when it comes to stuff like this. I think Volante has lost a few in a row, and I think I think they want him to win. They like him. Um, I I hope he rebounds and comes back. Now, if you've ever... If you've ever been to a UFC before and seen a, a Sarah Longo fighter, all you can see is Ray, Long or all you can hear rather is Ray Longo and Matt Sarah yelling at their fighter in the corner, like above the crowd. It's the most amazing thing I've, I've ever seen live. And, uh, now the problem with that is you can see that Volante does not follow instructions. So I hope in this fight he listens to his corner and, uh, he pulls it off because he's, he's a cool dude. He, uh, interacts with my Iaquinta account. So I got to root for him. Yeah. I'm rooting for him too. We'll see. But uh, I I hope that he'll uh, he'll prevail. All right, now let's go let's go with the two championship fights here. Now I hope I don't butcher his name because I looked it up. I I, I want to uh, I want to get this right. I actually got these both both down, so I'll help you out. If all right, all right. Daniel Cormier versus Volkan Ustamir. Yep, that's uh, that's my understanding of it of it as well. That is for the two hundred and five pound light heavyweight championship of the world. All right, when it comes to these two fights, can we do two different picks i, I would prefer to, if, if you're okay with it i'd like sure. to do who i am rooting for and who i want to win versus who i would put my money on you bet 
Okay. So in this particular fight, when it comes to Cormier versus Ozdemir, Ozdemir rather, um, I I would like to see Cormier win. Right. I'm a big Daniel Cormier fan. I think that the way that he carries himself is great. I think that it's it's very rare to see him fired up, but when you see him fired up, especially when it comes to John Jones, um, you know, that famous uh, unaired ESPN thing where they're sitting in different <laughs> studios and talking to each other through the earpieces. Yeah. Um, when he gets fired up, he can talk shit. Are you I there, like pussy? It. I remember that. He, he does it differently than John Jones does and whatever. But, you know, when, when John Jones, pussy, you still there? You still there, pussy? <laughs> that was so and funny. Cormier, and Cormier just, you can just see the rage and I, I love it. Like, because he doesn't, that doesn't just come out when no. it comes to a fight. You haven't seen him get that animated about Vulcan. So I, I really love Cormier and I could not be rooting for him more. That being said, Daniel Cormier is minus 455 and Vulcan Ozdemir is plus 300. Oof. Now, I don't know if you've seen Vulcan's last few fights, yeah. but his no time nonsense, his no time uh, nickname is not given to him lightly. He is knocking dudes out. So oh, no. at plus 300, I got to put my money on Vulcan. Okay. But my heart really wants Daniel to win. And I, I think Daniel has so much experience that he is going to be able to figure out a way to frankly, uh, and unfortunately probably lay on top of Vulcan most of the fight. But, yeah. You know, that's not the most exciting thing in the world, but nonetheless, Hey man, go get your paycheck and keep that gold and, and keep those, keep those big wins coming. So that's where I stand with those two. What do you think? Well, let me tell you about Daniel Cormier. I had the privilege of seeing him live. I, I mean, I was right next to him. You know, I said, Hey to him in uh, UFC, Kansas city a while back last summer. And let me tell you something. This guy looks small on TV. He is massive he is huge i don't know how he gets down to 205 he just looks like a solid piece of rock now i don't think i've ever seen him look bad against anyone you know guffstrom gave him a little bit of a run for his money but i don't think i've seen him look bad against anyone not named john jones i think john jones probably beats him every time but i don't know that anyone else can beat him now uzdemir if he touches him it's probably lights out and but that was the same thing with anthony johnson and his wrestling won that fight. So I think you're going to get your wish. I think Cormier is going to win. Yeah, I, I think so too. And I think that it's probably going to be, from a layman's perspective, a quote-unquote boring fight. Yeah. But uh, I, for me, those things, I don't consider those fights boring. I, I find them interesting. I But, you know, I know a lot of people who are tuning in and, you know, paying their 60 bucks just want to see blood everywhere. <laughs> I can't hate on that, but nope. um, for someone, you know, if you're a little bit more in, into the sport and a little bit deeper in, I, I think the ones where there's a lot of ground ground game is uh, is interesting in its own way. Yeah. And uh, now here we go. Stipe Miocic versus Francis Naganu, who nearly knocked the life out of Alistair Overeem. That was one of the scariest knockouts I've ever seen. I mean, the way his head snapped back and the memes were crazy. It, someone did the uh, the ghost meme, you know, where his body was flying out of his body when he, with the uppercut. And, uh, you know, I thank goodness he's okay. I can joke about that. But uh, who do you have in this championship, the heavyweight championship fight? All right. Once again, <laughs> I, if I'm going to put my money on someone, I'm well, I guess it's the same thing here. I, I would like... 
all right, I don't know. This one's a little different where it's not so much about the money. I Part of me would really like to see Stipe win. I like Stipe a lot, especially watching him on like the embeddeds and on some of the other behind the scenes stuff. He looks like an overgrown teenager um, who just wants to go to, you know, Bass Pro Shop and buy all the toys and, <laughs> and screw around with them. And in my opinion, that's awesome. And I love Stipe and I love the story of a firefighter from the Midwest who's you know, I don't know if you saw the embedded uh, episode one for 220. I haven't that seen it yet. Came out recently. What's that? I haven't seen it yet. It's you know, it's it's a lot of what you've seen from Stipe in the past, which is you know he he's using he's being made fun of by his wife that he bought a snowblower and he's never used it. So then he goes <laughs> out and he blows the driveway or whatever, and it's just it's very down to earth and it's very it's got a. a tinge of Americana for lack of a better way to describe it. So I love that American firefighter, you know, Cleveland boy. I, I really love that. Yeah. That, that being said, um, I wouldn't be mad if Nganu won. I think that Nganu winning might be the best thing for the UFC heavyweight division in terms of just staying power and interest from um, more casual fans i he it's listen it doesn't even without 220 you can put together a francis nganu as they did for the promo you can put together a francis nganu um you know reel of his knockouts right it's just you look at it and you go how can i miss this fight i can't i can't not see when this guy fights it's crazy so i guess i'm slightly leaning towards miocic because i like him and i've known him longer yeah but i will not be mad if ngani wins and frankly i i don't know if you heard stipe on joe rogan's podcast but he basically dismissed ngani as yeah yeah he's cool but uh we'll see when, when, he gets, when he gets when he gets in there i'm taking i'm taking him down it's not that's, a big deal. that's it's over and i just oh i don't know man he sounded a little too casual for me yeah i mean okay here's with steep a like number one he follows me on twitter so i i had to take that into account because clearly sure. he has a level of intelligence you know unmatched <laughs> You know, to other fight. This is before he got big. I don't even know if he still realizes he follows me, and I'm not going to remind him. So, uh, you know, that first time he went up against Junior Dos Santos, you know, he got he got schooled a little bit. He lost those last three rounds. Had it been a, a three round fight, you know, he would have won that fight. And look at that second fight. Look how much crisper his boxing was. Look how he did against a world class kickboxer and Alistair Overeem. You know, but he still got touched. And if he gets touched early by Nanganu, ow, I, I, you know, I don't think anybody gets up, really. But like you said, he's a down-to-earth. I mean, he still works for the fire department. And uh, I remember when he first won the belt, he was literally out there at the fire station on the road with his belt around his shoulder waving at traffic. Yeah. It was, it was, and and. After and I mean his last fight where he got his leg just destroyed early and yeah. it was like all right well I guess I got to go finish this right now even though that wasn't the game plan it's like I love that I just you know I like I said I'm not going to be mad if Ngannou wins yeah. and I'm a little worried with how casually Stipe is talking about this because Ngannou is a terrifying human being oh my gosh me. I just I would not want to be anywhere near that man with four ounce gloves on oh. <laughs> I, mean, I, did I wouldn't you see be around with... he tweeted of his gloves of his yeah. triple or quadruple xl gloves it's yeah. like those are the same weight as the ones conor mcgregor wears like 
Yeah. Uh-oh. If he had 40-ounce gloves, I wouldn't want to go against him. Like those novelty no. giant kangaroo-looking gloves? No. I still oh, want no part of him. No. You couldn't pay me to let that man punch me in the face. That, that, I, I'm sure Stipe's making seven figures. I, I hope so. I'd still look at that and be like, I don't know, man. Let's let's talk about eight or nine figures. Oh, man. That man is a goddamn beast. Not, and and the thing that's most terrifying about him to me is five years ago he was homeless. Like, are you telling me this man <laughs> stumbled into a boxing gym four and a half years ago? Yeah. I mean, how old is he? Where are we going to be in in three years, even yeah. if he loses? I mean, is there any doubt in your mind that Francis Ngani will have that belt around his waist at some point? Oh, there's, no. There's no doubt in my mind. Not, you know, unless he gets popped for roids or something like that. I'm not saying sure, he's on roids. Yeah. But, you no, know. Barring something unexpected, just in terms of. He keeps tra- if he keeps training over the next course of the next ten years, you know he is yeah. still a young man, youngish man. He is he's got all the tools to be a champion. Whether that's Saturday night or whether that's you know eighteen months from now, I find it hard to believe that at some point he is not wrapping that belt around his waist. Oh, agreed, a hundred percent. And let, let's not keep let's not forget here if if Stipe wins, if he beats Nganu, he will have defended the belt more than any uh, heavyweight championship. Or he- champion, rather, UFC heavyweight champion. Isn't that which crazy? Is, like three which times. Is crazy to believe, especially when you consider that the heavyweight division was the first one in the yep. UFC. Yeah. So we're talking what? This is the 25th year. The 25, 25 year anniversary is sometime in summer. So yep. in 25 years, no one's defended it three times. Right. That's nuts. It That's is nuts. nuts. But just how crazy hard these guys hit, you know? And uh, yeah. And there have been some great champions, you know. I, I thought Lesnar got robbed a little bit with his diverticulitis, but then who knows what Roy G was doing now that all that kind of comes out a few years later. But well, but, yeah, I mean that's all. There's a big asterisk on you know asterisks on a lot of this stuff. Yeah. But you know, there's there's the Uberim years, and then there's the Overim years. Ganu's, <laughs> you know, by all by all accounts, he's in the same testing pool as everyone else, yeah. and we saw we saw him turn Overim into a Pez dispenser. So I know. Look at, uh, well, look at Vitor, same deal, you know, Vitor looks yeah. vastly different, but that being said, I need to make my pick here. I am going to go with Stipe. I think he's, I hope he's just talking shit on TV and he's smart enough to, you know, to slip and stick and move and, and that kind of thing and to, until he catches him. But gosh, I mean, someone that hits that fast and that hard, I don't know how you, how you, how you defend that. How do you defend that? Even if your hands are up, I mean, Lord. Yeah. I mean, listen, in Ghani's. And Ghani's the favorite in that fight, at least from the betting lines. And yeah. it's, I don't agree with it, but I have a hard time arguing against it. It's kind of a lot like, you know, what we were talking about earlier with Adam and Ray. It's like, <laughs> I, I don't really intelligently think that that's the correct answer, but how do you defend, how do you talk someone out of that? I mean, he's just, and just a goddamn beast. So I, I look at the line and I go, well, that doesn't seem right. I mean, Stipe's looked golden he's healthy and you know he's got he's got the pedigree behind him um but jesus and is just it's hard to argue against that guy being a world beater it is it is and like you said he's gonna be the champ sometime if it's not if it's yeah. not saturday night it's gonna be it's gonna happen it's a matter of time in my opinion he, i looked it up he's only 31 so he's he's probably in his prime but you know if three years from now he'll be you know 34 and have almost twice as much training behind him. So do you want to deal with a 34 year old Francis Ngannou <laughs> that's, you know, 65% better than he is today? No, I certainly don't No, And he'll be even more, he'll be colder. He'll be more calculated, you know, yeah. 
he'll be picking his shots. So we'll see, man. But, but I mean, here's the question. If it, if it is Saturday night, if he does somehow figure out a way to take Stipe down, which I, again, no guarantee, but let's right. say he does, then what? Then, then a Stipe rematch probably. Yep. But then who's coming for him? I mean, who's going to, who's really going to offer him a, a legitimate challenge? I mean, there's the guys that we've seen forever, but there doesn't seem to be another up and comer. It seems like no. he's kind of the only, at least, with, at least with the hype behind him. Like I said, I mean, as referenced earlier, a lot of these guys on this card I don't necessarily recognize, but like, is there another clear, you know, five years from now, this guy's going to be the guy the way that Francis is now. No. I, just, I don't see it yet. Hopefully that, that changes because that's what the sport needs. But at the moment, I, if he were to knock Stipe off and then theoretically fight Stipe again and knock him off again, right. then it's he's just going to be sitting around knocking much older dudes out. Well, and I see that future. I see that Kane's trying to, he's, you know, showing flashes yeah, of himself I training and, and whatnot for that. But I, I'm not putting too much stock into it until we actually get some kind of announcement. It's great that he's in the gym. It's great that, you know, DC's out there yep. doing his media and talking about how great he looks. And I'm very optimistic, but that's excellent. But until we actually see some movement towards the fight, I'm, he's not really on my radar, but no. it's a fair point. He would be, I, I would love to see Kane versus any champion because he, I think is still champion quality. At least last we saw him, but no, I hear, and I hear rumblings too. If, if Kane gets hurt again, um, you know, DC could make a run at heavyweight again. You know, I don't think it, that, that cut down to two Oh five is not very easy for him. And so, you know, if his, if his friend's out of the picture, why not? Yeah, which I would also love to see. I would love to see Daniel go up and, and you know, mess with some of the heavyweights. Yeah. But, you know, he – I saw recently at one of the, you know, pre-220 media days, maybe it was around 219 when they had all those guys out there, him say that he had no interest in it. But, you know, these guys – They say a they lot of shit whatever, on TV. They say whatever the hell they need to say <laughs> to get a soundbite and have it show up on my Facebook feed. That's right. <laughs> all right. Man, before I let you go, and I really do appreciate you taking some time out of your day. I know this was kind of a short notice deal with, with all the snow day stuff going on around here and uh, super flexible. I appreciate that. But I'm not going to let you off here without making sure there isn't anything we didn't talk about that I promised you we would talk about. No, I don't think so. Um, cool. I, there's a couple things I I would like to uh, tell you about that you have you had no idea about. But in terms of stuff we talked about, I think we're good. That was fun. I really enjoyed for short notice or not, it's always fun to talk about fights. I, yeah. I don't have a lot of people who I can intelligently talk about them with. Um, you know, this my reinvigorated love kind of started with our friend, my friend, real Nick Davis on Twitter, who uh, who used to work at Corolla and is now overdoing big things at Funny or Die. Oh, um, wow. Cool. But when he left, you know, we still text each other or whatever, but it's I don't get to see him every single day. So I don't quite have the uh, there, there are guys here who like fighting, but not quite way that you're informed or uh, or nick was so it's it's nice to be able to talk to someone who's informed about it um but yeah in terms of uh you know we're talking about sports in terms of new things coming um you obviously listen to the adam carolla show you've heard jeff cesario doing his chet waterhouse sports updates um i can announce that on thursday there is a new podcast dropping called play with pain wow um exclusively from podcast one and it is a 35 the first episode is about 35, but they'll, and I'll, I'll be about that but with a little flexibility. And it is 
100% Chet Waterhouse uh, in character, interviewing guests, talking about sports. He does a sports report at the top, and he interviews guests. Then he goes through a few other little segments, but uh, it's a really fun show. We recorded the first episode yesterday, and that will be every Thursday, Wednesday, coming from Podcast One. It's called Play With Pain. You can subscribe to that now on uh, iTunes. It's available as we speak. Uh, The teaser is the new episode will come out tomorrow. And then on Thursday, there's a new podcast coming out that is also sports-centric, although maybe skewing a little bit into other things that is called Briggles Picks that is hosted by comedian Rob Riggle and uh, I love that guy Sarah Tiana wow I love that guy he is hysterical yeah he is uh he's absolutely hilarious there's no doubt about that and he is surprisingly well surprising to me I don't I I didn't know the man very well before (laughs) this but uh surprisingly well informed about sports and very passionate about it um Big Kansas City Chiefs fan, so uh, tough hey. break for him last week. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's a very fun show, and I think people are going to like it a lot. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for the exclusives, man. I'll make sure uh, I put that in the show notes. And uh, again, thank you so much for coming on. Dude, my pleasure. Yeah, those are both uh, Podcast One exclusives. They'll be uh, heavily promoted coming up. I'm going to be promoting on my social media and stuff, but, uh, cool. yeah, this is the first place I've really told anyone about it, uh, outside of just, you know, verbally to coworkers and stuff. So check those out if you're interested in sports and, uh, see if you like them and subscribe and rate on iTunes. All right. And, uh, you know, I hope you come on again. I hope you definitely come on the MMA fight picks, uh, as well as I get that going. I would love to. I'm sh- <laughs> This is probably the card that I know the least number of people on in <laughs> the last year or so. So uh, next time we come on, next time I come on, hopefully uh, be a little bit more mainstream and I'll be able to uh, speak a little bit more intelligently. Now, for all the listeners out there, we planned this about a month in advance because we were both like, hey, man, this 220 looks great. There's, there's two championship fights. And I don't think either one of us cons- uh, considered really that there wouldn't be a whole lot of uh, bigger, <laughs> a whole lot more bigger names. And then and I got to look at them. Like, we'll see. We'll do it. We'll get her done. No. Well, yeah, I mean, you and I talked about it, and it was like, well, 220 shaping up great. Hell At the yeah. time, you know, the, the title fights were announced, and it, it is shaping up great. And it, I never considered that most pay-per-views have, you know, four or five fights aside from the, the top one or two that I'm at least casually aware of the fighters. And right. this one just is a little different. And you know what? I'm fine with it. Considering the two title fights... That's worth my sixty bucks. Oh, I'm gonna I pay. Care. I don't care if you put up Matt Fondelier on the undercard. I'm still <laughs> the Porcelain Punisher. All right. <laughs> uh, well, what do you say we make a date for uh, UFC 223? We can pick. Uh, obviously, we're gonna pick Ally Quinta to win that fight. But uh, absolutely. All right. But yeah, let's do it. That sounds like fun, man. All right. Cool. Well, hey, man. Thanks again, and I'll talk to you soon. All right. My pleasure. Have a great one. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. How about that? Uh, Gary Smith dropping us a couple of exclusives. Exclusives. Thank you to him. And uh, that's a wrap for this one. So on behalf of the Aaron Says What podcast, on behalf of MMA Fight Picks, until next time, shalom. Please remember to support the podcast by visiting the affiliate links on AaronSaysWhat.com. Are you looking for a permanent home for your podcast? Well, Spreaker can do it all. Spreaker will give you your own RSS feed that you can submit to other platforms, including iTunes. 
Spreaker's mobile app will let you record from your smartphone, or you can use their web-based console with everything you need to record. Their podcasting plans include being able to host multiple shows at no extra charge. Got a YouTube channel? Spreaker's got you covered. You can effortlessly upload your podcast audio to your channel. You can even move your current podcast to Spreaker without losing any of your iTunes subscribers. Try any plan 30 days for free using promo code ASW.